Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How many muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hello and welcome to this podcast. You thousands of people ready and raring to go. <laughs> Uh, we start this podcast every single week by apologizing to you, the listener, for omissions, uh, slights, uh, just wrong-headed thinking that we might have done last time around. And uh, and so uh, we're going to start again with this one. And um, our last one was favorite MST3K uh, episodes. And uh, we made the caveat that we were not going... Manos wasn't our top one, Right. Neither one of us correct, had Manos correct. in the top one. Uh, I, I, I do. We have an omission. We do have an omission okay. because I before going into it, I was going to say this joke. I forgot about it. I knew I had to say this joke and that you would finish the joke, and I forgot it. Uh-huh. The joke was the spotted cuckoo bird flies backwards. Well, it's a cold day for pontooning, Rob. That's, that's, <laughs> that's That is the omission we left out. Laughter singing. Mobsters crying, a man selling man heroin. Man selling heroin. Yeah, it's a good day. You know, I didn't ask him. I shot him. All right, enough of that stuff. All right, so I think yes. we're good. Yep. We're good. Uh, we didn't do Manos. Manos was an e- it's low-hanging fruit, folks. It's low-hanging it fruit. It's also a movie that's very hard to watch. Yeah. Um, Even by the cast of MT- MST3K, it's Mission. There you go. Um, okay, are you ready? Are you ready for I'm this? I'm ready. Let's do this one. I'm, Let's get right into this dun, one. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Here he is. He's the, uh, my name is Monty Ike, and he <laughs> uh, he is the Gene Hackman to my Jack Nicholson, the Marlon Brando to my Jack Palance, the Margot Kidder to my Kim Basinger. He's my best friend, Rob Bloom. Hi, Rob. Doi. Hey, you've just shot apart my entire argument. So that's what I do in these intros. I go <laughs> and I say, "What's he probably going to say?" I'll just say it better before he says it. No, that's not what it is. Uh, were those all the? Were, were there, those, those? Well, first of all, no, uh, no, 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 no. Don't no. keep there's everyone still, in still suspense. Many. Don't keep everyone in suspense. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the original superhero movies for DC, and arguably for all of comic book movie dumb we are arguing or discussing the richard donner superman movie from 1970 or 78 yeah versus the tim burton batman movie of 1989 yeah i like to say superman 79 batman 89 because it feels symmetrical but you're right 78 uh, you'll believe a man can fly versus uh bat dance i guess i don't yeah. know <laughs> not really what the tagline? What was the tagline for Batman? I think it was just 
fucking Batman. Uh, I, I think it was, we will make you cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm not really sure. <laughs> we uh, will, we will, if there was an internet, we would have blown it up by picking yeah. Michael. I think this was an Keaton. interesting, I think this is an interesting debate because both movies have such validity. Both movies kicked off a genre in their time. Um, both still stand up. Yeah. Uh, which one is better? At least I, I think, well, you know, the parameters are, which you know, from better? before their time. Well, yeah, I. Which one is better? That's uh, easy. It's mine. It's Batman. It's Batman. Well, Batman. Well, let's just end this. Batman. We're done. All right. Batman. So thanks so much for joining us, Rob. Uh, we agree. I'm the winner. Uh, you get to say the, the irony end. is oh. the irony is, is the, the the distribution and output of these movies is very similar to their influence in comic books as well, where Superman is the first and Superman set the the path that others would follow. And I. I even to this day, when you interview anybody that is in a superhero movie who they talk about, they talk about Christopher Reeve as Superman could not, you know, you couldn't embody a, a character better than Christopher Reeve as Superman. Yeah, no, it's true. But what you also see in Batman is uh, flaunting uh, Superman's pathfinding and just being like, yeah, nah, we're going to do this differently. Superman is bright it is uh -huh. very much uh, it is very, very much a comic book movie in the fact that it's uh, filled with those bright colors, just like the comic book pages. But Batman comes off and it's like, no, 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 we're going to go uh, dark. This could be in black and white, but we want everyone to see Jack Nicholson in purple. Honestly, yeah. like the, well, so the whole tone of that movie is so flipping dark. And I say this, Rob, I think what's great about this is I. I Stay with me here. I think this has a okay, lot to okay. do with Reaganomics or Reaganism, too. Okay. So, okay. so, so Superman comes out in 1978. America desperately needs to feel good about itself. And Superman makes you feel good about being an American. He waves the flag. He's a good old boy from Kansas. It's great. He's all mm -hmm. smiling. He's American exceptionalism, right? He's all powerful and good and righteous and, and he's great, right? And then on the other end of that decade, you get fucking Batman. Everything's a goddamn mess. It's shambles here. <laughs> like, we have a rotting inner city. Everything is fucking terrible, and it's dark. And vigilantes are the only way we're going to get fucking justice done around here because nothing else fucking works. So now a rich person's got to go out and do it in his goddamn self in some sort of Ayn Rand masturbatory fucking fantasy. And I think it's hilarious how these movies fit the beginning like Reagan's coming in and he's already beginning by 1978 to build this fucking case clearly fucking Jimmy Carter isn't going to help us but Ronald Reagan is pushing American exceptionalism in he's coming in and saying look we can do this we can be this bright beacon. wasn't Reagan 80 though yeah he won in 80 but he already started the moment the moment Gerald Ford lost in 76 <laughs> you forget that ronald reagan challenged gerald ford in you're the right. fucking primaries right. in 76 you're right i forget that because right. i here's here's the why like i was a child who knew nothing but two things star wars and superman yeah i know and that and, continues today <laughs> yeah, sadly it does continue <laughs> and, today and here i am 
over here contemplating Reagan. No, <clears throat> I, I think I think really what you see here is like the the promise of this brightness and this uh, this beacon, and then you get the the what happens when that promise the doesn't end of that. come true. Yeah, and that's that, what that's... that's what Batman is built on is this husk of that American promise. Superman's I think both promise are... has been eaten completely away, and now you get the dark, w- fucking weird ass Batman, and I love it. Okay, so we both—I mean, like both movies are definitely products of their time. I mean, Superman was the beginning age of doing some of these uh, practical effects. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the CG flying—you know, not CG. CG is definitely not the, but you know, the the, the effects that they came up with because originally they were going to use a remote control or they were going to animate it. They were going to do a billion different things. And I would love to see that. I, if you watch the DVDs, the st- they do have the uh, their trials and errors. The, um, the remote control yeah. Superman flying around, they have that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do. And it was totally laughable. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's amazing how, again, these movies do and don't hold up in, their, in many ways. But I think when you look back at Superman and when you look back at Batman, both are are really innovative for their time. Both are not supreme action movies. In fact, especially the Michael Keaton Batman movie is lacking in action because I don't think he can move very much in that damn suit. And I think they knew that. Um, okay. Let's, the let's, most, let's the like most break. action you get is Batman looking like he's about to kip up and yeah. stand up and, and doing um, that via a cut. Cause yes, that suit is almost impossible to move in it's, or as it's I, funny okay i've heard it called Go some ahead. kind of body armor i believe it's called <laughs> some kind of body armor i love that guy okay so you got directors two directors yeah. that are phenomenal um i think you know it's like i i don't know how much richard donner was before superman um i honestly i couldn't tell you what he did before superman you didn't look up his I imdb know- before this I, I meant to and um, but I mean I know uh, Tim Burton really only had two movies before Batman um, yeah. Tim Burton had Pee-wee's Big Adventure Beetlejuice. and Beetlejuice yeah and and both of those movies were innovative for their time they were surprise hits and basically got him the <laughs> the you know the the blank check to make Batman, and then he took he had success with Batman and took it and ran. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to find Richard Donner here. Oh, he's got a lot, bro. He's yeah. He's well, I know he shot. did more. I he just did the, he did the Omen. How about coming I off knew the that. Omen uh, and doing Superman? He also worked with uh, Jack Palance in uh, Ronk in 1975. But yeah, he's got. I don't even know eight, that movie. He's so, only okay. eight movies I, before that. Do you know he's 90 years old? Richard Donner is 90. Yeah, he's born in 1930. That's how math works. Um, he, uh, you know, he would later go on to do more movies, but oh, yeah. I meant before that. I mean, obviously, he did Goonies. He did the Lethal Weapons. He did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so th- you you have you have the directors you can put head to head against. You also have the soundtracks are both. I, th- I think if you were to lean towards one, I think the Superman is a, leg- a little more legendary. But you also could say that while you have the... Look, uh, here's what I'm going to say about the Superman soundtrack. 
John yeah. Williams comes out of Star Wars, and basically they were like, well, there's only one person to do the fucking soundtrack, John Williams. And then John Williams, being John Williams, knocks out another fucking epic theme, right? Now, in my case, it's a much bigger risk. Hey, mm-hmm. why don't we have that guy who talks about that pussy boingo, control? That boingo, boingo guy, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Danny Elfman, or you've also got Prince. Be- yeah. Well, Prince, Prince guesses on the soundtrack, but I mean, like, I'm, and I think that's where it's like, be, the two of them together give you, I think, equal standing with, because yes, you have Prince doing Batman themes, but then you also have Danny Elfman doing, well, which ends up being yeah. pretty legendary. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it ended up being used in the Batman cartoon as well. And Yeah, but is it... <laughs> Uh, is it something that you would play uh, when uh, when presenting yourself to your girlfriend for the first time naked? You would not play Danny Elfman's Batman theme, so point to that, I guess. You would Superman. you would play Bat Dance though. You I would, would play. I would do Bat Dance or that's... Party Man. Party Man would probably. I'll see in the future, Randy. Yeah, Bat Dance, man. Bat Dance. Fuck how we. This is what I love. About everything like Ryan Reynolds in in Deadpool talking about wham. (laughs) This is this is what I love about that soundtrack and about that cassette and everything about Batman is Prince just basically gets to go fucking crazy and be experimental and start doing sampling and doing all that stuff. Sequencers. And what you don't what you don't get is the fact that Prince actually moves the needle towards modern music making right now in bat dance yeah <clears throat> he, he does a lot of fucking crazy weird stuff that now electronica uh music all use and and you know, he's bit. just he's Biggie just bit. he's just doing it there just <laughs> trying to make a thing and being experimental i think they're both experimental obviously superman uh does some experiments with the practical th- uh, effects and stuff like that but with batman i think you get uh, you get a lot more layered experiments. You get a return to some practical effects. You get a return to models a lot. I mean, the whole city of Gotham is an incredible uh, Art testament. Deco, yeah. it's like gothic, designing retro. an entire world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every ounce of that film, like all, like Tim Burton, like Wes Anderson, the, every ounce of that film fits a certain visual style. And I don't know if Richard Donner did that as much um not as much i would i would say like if we're gonna give if we're gonna like say who wins you know when we put these to head to head i would have, well, have you mean to exactly that, like we're doing right now putting these two well but i mean like All right. i think head to head if you're saying the way they visually look you definitely have a theme that's stronger in the batman movie because it just everything about Every camera angle screams, this is Batman's city. This is Batman's world. Uh, there are times where I think in the Superman, I, I think they do a pretty good job of turning New York into Metropolis. I feel like the Fortress of Solitude stuff is pretty solid. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, the Kansas stuff is okay. It's okay. I mean, for so its time, Kansas. it feels, but, but it has mountains and stuff in the background. Right, because like, well, they're this still filmed in Yeah, because it was still filmed Kansas. in fucking California. Like, they just went and found the the parts the flattest place they could. They just happened yeah. to have yeah. Hey, look, it's outside of Fresno. Uh, yeah, I I could drive to that place in. in I want to say it was in, in Canada, but I could be wrong. Oh, <laughs> it could be. Yeah, yeah, it very well could be, but uh, probably cheaper there. 
But, you know, there's parts of Kansas where you can see Colorado's border, which is kind of the same. Um, who would you say has the bigger name cast? I think in a way it's harder to say this, but I, th- I think at the time, if you were like opening day of each movie and you compare the cast of Superman to the opening day of the cast of Batman, I think Superman has it. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, got Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman. Glenn, Glenn Ford. Uh, it has. Yeah. Uh, Glenn you know, Ford is. I forgot. Yeah, I think I think you win simply in the fact. Terrence that, Stamp. I mean, well, Ned okay. Beatty. Ned Beatty. Yeah. Here's here's why. You win. In 1978, Jackie Cooper. Okay, now you're just reading the IMDb. Great. Yeah. Gene. I don't Hackman remember Larry 19- Hagman being in there. Yeah, uh, Gene Hackman in there. You got uh, you 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 got Ned Beatty. You got Marlon Brando. These are guys who have just spent the last five or six years kicking ass. Ned Beatty's done, you know, fucking Deliverance. Deliverance, yeah. You've got Gene Hackman pulling off uh, so many, like the French Connection. You've got him doing uh, what's it, the Conversation? I think where he plays the guy who listens. Anyway, Gene Hackman's had a really good run in the late. Fucking oh yeah, 70s. yeah, and yeah. And then you he's... get weird ass Marlon Brando doing war- fucking Marlon Brando yeah. things, right? Who probably I mean, was paid a million dollars for two days worth of work. Yeah, and which... then Glenn Ford is the dad, which is just absolutely iconic and beautiful. He, uh, yeah, he really is. Um. But at the same token, you have two no names as your stars. Uh, you know, Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder were no names at the time that they were hired. Right. Yeah. I mean, was that uh, did uh, did Noises Off come out afterwards? Right. That's an eight after yeah. after. Uh, yeah. yeah. He. This was. And uh, in, in a way, I kind of think you to be really successful with a Superman movie. Because Robert Redford was was going to be cast at one point, and other uh, other actors were going to be cast, and I I think you can't do that without like going well. That's Robert Redford as Superman, where when you when you get su- when you get Christopher Reeve, you just go that is Superman because I don't know him as anything else. Look, and look, sadly, will... it affects his career. But look, I well, I think he's I think he did a lot of great things after this. But honestly. absolutely, absolutely. But um, but I will say this: I, I think Christopher Reed is, uh, Reeves is so much more iconic as that. I think Christopher Reeve affects Superman. Uh, forever afterwards absolutely forever afterwards. he does you know what i mean uh i'd like to point out that superman 4 came out two years before batman 89 so. yeah that's definitely but Oof. i would also like to point out that batman Oof. and robin killed the, the yeah. comic book franchise no, look yeah, for for a number of years <laughs> thank you iron man i don't know uh blade I, and here's here's also one of the arguments you can make is that both sequels may be stronger than their originals in some ways, but not in others. Um, yeah. I, I don't, well, I think, super- I think Batman is the supporting character in Batman too. And yes. Catwoman and Penguin are the leads. Absolutely. That's so strong. And sometimes I'll be honest with you. It's like, it, it's, it's like in Batman uh, two. Um, was that, is that returns? Batman Returns. Batman Returns yeah. is too. Yeah. Right. So I feel like I feel like they took the note of why wasn't the Joker more Joker? They took the note from from Batman one or eighty nine and and for Batman Returns they took the note of why wasn't the Joker more the Joker? 
And so they allowed Catwoman and Penguin to play it the fuck up. And then you got, of course, Christopher Walken as his character, which was just... he was. Did you know he was supposed to be Harvey Dent? He was supposed to be, but... He was but, supposed to be. They, the, the, the powers that be did not D. like Williams. Billy D. Williams. Okay. And they basically paid him to not be there in the second movie. They wrote the character to be Harvey Dent. And they they were going to turn him into Two Face, and there was also and you also know the the, has, uh, the the Marlon Wayne story in that yeah he was supposed to they be changed yeah yeah they they changed the story because they had way too much going on so they yeah. changed it so that he was not Harvey Dent and he was just yeah but also the Robin I didn't know about the Robin stuff until maybe about a month ago I I found this up that yeah. I mean I knew at one point Marlon Wayne's was hired as Robin but I didn't know it was for this movie I was thinking it was for a, yeah one of the later movies I had no idea it was for Superman or Batman returns that's crazy um, there are action figures that were based upon his likeness that they then painted white but still have a flat top like he had at that time I love it um Superman 2 is just Superman 1 leftovers for a lot of, I mean, let's be, yeah, yeah let's be honest. Uh, and I think that's because he had such a great script. There was such a great story. I think Superman two has the very better plot with the Kryptonians coming back, and and uh, and honestly, so did Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor's in Superman three because Superman he's, three. I was yeah. I was going to send you this, but uh, I was watching the episode of uh, like a clip from Richard Pryor in the Tonight Show. This, listen to this lineup. It was George Carlin doing stand-up and coming in and talking. No. And then Richard Pryor coming in because Bustin' Talk Loose about was Superman. about to come on. Oh, well, no, no. Bustin' Loose, he, his movie was Bustin' Loose. And Johnny Carson literally says, what do you have any big plans for the weekend? And he was like, uh, we, we're going to watch. Oh, what did he? It's like something like that. And Richard Pryor's like literally excited. He's like, well, Superman 2 is coming out. I love Superman 1. Superman 2, there's going to be even more Superman. So the bad guys from the first movie are there, the ones in the glass. And he, like, literally explains the plot line of Superman 2. And I have to believe that is exactly why Richard Pryor's in Superman 3. Clearly, huh. clearly he fanned out on Superman movies on, yeah. uh, you know, on Johnny Carson. And everyone was like, well, I guess we need to have Richard Pryor in Superman 3. And Superman 3, I never one knew of my this favorite story. ones. Yeah. One of my favorite ones. Um, so, okay. Uh, you know, I think you got the stars. I, if I get the look, you got the stars. Um, and I think it's who a gets toss- director. <sighs> you know, I'm going to give you the weapon. slight edge. I think I'm going to really? give you the slight edge because of having a style and sticking to it where we're like, I don't know if that's necessarily a good or bad thing, but really to this day has reinvented how many people look at Batman because of the way. Right. But I guess you could also argue that for, for Richard, Richard Donner, Donner and yeah. Superman. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So, Richard Donner also directed Lady Hawk in 1985. I didn't know that. Favorites. Yeah. God. I didn't know that. You did no research for this. You did no it's literally the second thing. I'm just going on what I know. I just know we did Goonies. He and, did you know. Scrooged, Rob. I knew Scrooge. He did I know, Scrooge. I Scrooge. I'm ready. I'm ready, honestly, to give you the nod because of all the other motherfucking things he did. I mean, oh, he did the toy. He did the motherfucking toy. As well, there's how there's how is. Yeah, that's all. Now you know, technically, he didn't finish even Superman one. 
Uh, Richard Donner was kicked off because of creative differences. And if you watch the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2, it's it's definitely a blend of what happened in Superman 1 and 2. And the ending of 2 ends with the flying around the Earth. And there is no forgetting my, you know, forgetting who Superman is kiss. Right. So those movies would have both ended differently had Richard Donner not been fired. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I'm going to give you Richard Donner. I think Richard Donner as a whole has a better line of work. And and that's just because I could not give two shits about Nightmare Before Christmas. And I, didn't, well, I, I wasn't really into Big Fish. Uh, uh, Big Fish is pretty good. Um, what I, else has he done? I'm, I think I hear Tim Burton, I think gets into this one trick pony sleep, sort of thing. I see. I disagree. I think like, you think sleepy, you know, sleepy hollow, uh, um, what's Carter, his most, you know, all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, he definitely takes a hit when you think about planet of the apes remake. That was terrible. Um, that might be his worst movie. Uh, what is the, uh, the, the musical with Johnny Depp, uh, Oh, uh, yeah, uh, it's the Barber of Seville. Yeah, Butcher. Uh, no, but it's not the Barber of Seville. It's the Butcher Demon. What is it? What the fuck is it called? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we all know now, but it's just escaping me. That'll be something. What is Oh, Mars Attacks. Uh, Mars oh, Attacks well, is Mars a beautiful attack is okay. movie. But is it is it Lethal Weapon 1 and Lethal Weapon 2 and Goonies? <laughs> is it fucking the toy? Is it Ladyhawk? These are not. In my opinion, I'm, well, we're, we're arguing stronger. for each other here, yeah, which is funny. But I'm trying, like, I really think his 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 filmography is kind of impressive. Well, both are absolutely both are. But yeah, um, I, look, I'm not saying that Tim Burton's not great. Uh, he's got a lot of things, and it, especially if you are like, hey, uh, I'm edgy and I've got a live journal and I talk about cutting. Sweeney Todd, by the Charlie way, Charlie and the Chocolate Fred. Yeah, well, uh, that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is shit. So that is a uh, another Miss Peregrine's movie. Home for Peculiar Children, yeah, Dumbo, right. awful. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah. You're Sleepy just, Hollow. You're just totally. I mean, Dark Shadows. Ed Wood. Maybe Ed Wood. Okay, yeah, I guess maybe Ed Wood. And I liked Big Fish. I get some of these, man. But yeah, yeah. Pee Wee's. It's just like more of my favorites, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice. Are two amazing movies. Um, yeah. Okay, so what other categories are we talking about? We've got. Let's just let's let's get to, let's we've danced around this a little bit. Let's talk about our lead roles. Okay. Okay. You have a nobody. I have a comedian. And mm-hmm. I remember in nineteen eighty nine, the uh, the the like January or whatever, the internet didn't exist, so we didn't know where to rage against. But people were like, and they would have blown gonna up. Have the fucking, their... You're gonna have this comedian from Beetlejuice play batman there's just no way and this also by the way was before people started to you know fucking do weight gain and spend you know three months kamal najami get into superhero shape yeah uh yeah he and uh, i will say he's a pretty good bruce wayne i I wouldn't say like he is the best bruce wayne we've had but he's i because I really love Affleck as Bruce Affleck Wayne. Affleck as Bruce Wayne is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's the best Batman, but I think he's the best Bruce Wayne. Here's 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 what break here's what makes it and breaks it for me. Your Bruce Wayne needs to have a lightness to him. He needs to have a little bit of comedy in in the Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne role. 
Uh, Self-deprecation type. You don't have to have it in Batman, and you can have be all serious and whatever. I also liked how he played a tortured person, because obviously Batman is tortured. Obviously, Batman has some hangups that he's trying to deal with, and that's why he does what he does. But I don't like it when he's exceedingly tortured, like he's just racked with something, and he makes him out to be a psychopath. That's not what that's not what Batman is. And I thought, I think Michael Keaton does a very good job of playing Bruce Wayne slash Batman as somebody who's, you know, he knows that he's got some issues and he's trying to deal with shit and he's, you know, doing, I mean, the whole scene where he's in Vicki Vale's apartment, he's trying to tell her that he's Batman is, is a great scene. And it then, is. And then the Joker comes in and, and wrecks it and everything like that. It's good. I also like the fact that Batman is a detective in that movie. He figures he is, out. He is, which he is figures out. You, yeah, which you know, I I bag on the time. You know, like Christopher Nolan's Batman never looks like he's actually trying to find. He never really solves anything himself. He has somebody. He does else the solve. forensic thing, but that's that's about it. Uh, the forensics on the bullets. That, but that's it. He really isn't Detective Batman, and I hope we get back to that. Um, okay, so but with Superman. For the longest time, and even to this day, when I read comics, it's Christopher Reeves' voice in my head. Sometimes it's Tim Daly, but... I can get that, yeah. I think it's iconic. I think I think, I think think he's so... He's so good. And I think that's also what he's really good at, is the, is the Clark Kent. That's one of the he best. He is. That's he is. the best. Where while he's bumbling, he's not moronic. And and he does an amazing job of doing that sort of physical acting where you could really honestly believe, look at this schleb. There's no way he's the six foot. He's another six foot four person who's Superman. I mean, that's yeah. always the kind of joke that everyone jokes about. Right. But with like Christopher Reeve, that motherfucker was tall and he was um he was tall and he was big and it's really hard to believe that, you know, people, but then he carries himself so small and so insignificant uh-huh, uh-huh. in his actions that you could, could you go, imagine like if he was in, like if, if that actor came out today and was in a modern take on like Superman done, you know, in the yeah. Christopher Nolan slash uh, Zack Snyder verse, you know, and got into shape the way like Henry Cavill did. I think I mean you're never going to get a more iconic face than Christopher Reeves for Superman because even artists to this day still draw yeah. Christopher Reeves Superman. Um, I, I honestly, we used to joke about how Batman and Superman looked exactly the same. The spit curl was added so that you could tell if they're just a talking face, which one is which, <laughs> right? Um, because Bruce Wayne, Batman without the mask, looks exactly like fucking Clark Kent without his glasses, right? But then you get a real face. You get a whole fucking face that you can say, no, 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 this is it. This is Christopher Reeve's face is forever going to be Superman's face for the most part, in my opinion. Okay, okay so we have another I, and, and I would say this. I would, I would say that uh, Michael – I will see this to you. Michael Keaton, although he's really great as Bruce Wayne, nev- I never think of Batman as Michael Keaton. And I, I don't think of Bruce Wayne as I, I agree. I agree. And I, and I don't nec- – that's not really a slight against the movie. I, I honestly think Batman was still being f- kind of felt out yeah. and, and not sure exactly. I mean, well, I mean it was the big, bold step they took. Yeah. It's a character that's reinvented itself a couple of different times over the years. Mm-hmm. 
where Superman really hasn't had to reinvent himself. True. Yeah. Um, but here's another category I think that's fair uh, to at least discuss is who is the better villain? Oh. Because yeah. real estate versus just psychotic chaos in a city, I think you really – I have to give it – I have to give it to Jack in this one. Um, See? Oh, that's so weird. We, we clearly picked the wrong movies for each other because uh, – I think Jim, I think Gene Hackman plays that so good. I really like, see. I, I think like, it's pretty cheesy. I, I like Gene Hackman's. I'm great. not. I'm not putting it down, but I think I think Jack is phenomenal Jack as the is, Joker. I don't know. I think Jack is great as a villain. Is he the Joker though? I mean, there's a couple of good <laughs> scenes. The whole scene after he electrocutes the mobster. And he's like, oh, you're a little hot in the collar. And yeah, that's a great piece. Got of a acting. live one here. That's a great piece of acting because he's clearly not completely insane. And then he starts really going insane. And sure, he's psychotic. He's well, he's a sociopath, I think, at the beginning. I don't know if he's psychotic yet. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's but, a narcissist. Yeah. Uh, but, and all these other things. But I, I don't know if Jack Nicholson necessarily really hits home for me as the Joker. And that's not just me getting ready to say, oh, Heath Ledger is the only one who's really pulled it out. That's not me there either. But when, and the, but I don't think like, OK, think Gene Hackman as a pompous asshole, rich person. And by the way, that's a that's actually a great plan. Think about it. No one uh-huh. ever gets arrested for, for for fucking real estate crime. I mean, like, I know it's a Scooby Doo type thing, you know, it's, but still it's more. It's frustrating more because it's Superman and I want to see him punch things. That's why when you have the the three villains of Krypton, that's why it's like, okay, somebody who can take a punch from Superman where you're having a more cerebral, which really is the antithesis of what Superman is, is you want. I, that, that's literally how Lex Luthor came into being was they wanted the antithesis of, of him being someone who is cerebral and in intellect versus brawn. But I think even if this isn't the epitome of what you want as an actor to be the comic book Joker, I think his portrayal as a villain is so fun. And the video and him dancing and doing the, you know, stopping mm-hmm. because of the he doesn't want the the Francis Bacon painting. Yeah, because it's kind of weird and gory. And it's there's a real I really think his portrayal is fun, yet scary at the same time. That's true. Time. There is that, that moment of uh, uh, Bob Gunn. Here's this guy, Bob, that's been with him the whole time, and he just fucking shoots him. Just blows him away. For no reason. That's there are many Joker moments. And I, I, and, and then, then the mocking of, of uh, Jack Palance's character. Like, and remember, Bob, you're my number, my number one. God. And that's actually the pay- that that is the setup, and then him shooting Bob is the payoff because what he's saying to you as the audience member when he does that Jack Palance is I don't care about this person I I I could kill this guy next because that's exactly what Jack Palance did to me. I, did I think he had one? I could be wrong, but I think he had won or at least was nominated for um, the Academy Award terms of endear- for oh, yeah. terms of endearment and other things beforehand, uh, and. and uh, Again, both actors have pretty good backgrounds and all that, but I just think when you what you know about Jack as being kind of an uptight, I don't know, terif- 
I'm tight. I can't. I'm. You're thinking of. I'm not few, it's a difference between a few good men villain and the Joker villain is two different things. Two different. He's things. zany. Yeah. Tell me another time when he's been zany. Maybe That's witches true. of Eastwick a little bit. Yeah, uh, maybe as the devil. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was certainly. I mean, easy writer. I mean, <laughs> he's. I don't think I've ever seen easy writer, or at least not in its entirety. So yeah. Uh, but he's he's terrifying in in uh, Shining. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time that we we probably need to uh, we need to we need to wrap this up. We need to say who who okay. won and who lost. Okay. Uh, let okay. me see here. Let's let's go through. Uh, for for cast, you won, right? For overall cast, I think overall cast, Superman wins. I think I win for villain. Uh, yeah. You had me winning for best look, but I think Richard Donner wins for overall embodiment for, of teacher uh, director. Well, no. Uh, now, if you're saying best director, but I'm saying if it, like best look of a movie. Yeah, I best think look of the movie is me. Yeah. All right. Best look of the movie is, is me. Batman. But best like overall director in. I, you know, OK, maybe. I can. I can concede that Donner is a pretty, you know, you know, they both have nice pedigrees, but let's give that one to Donner. OK, though. yeah, you you're going to concede. To, to that point well, you, i'm gonna concede okay. my win <laughs> no all right so then uh and, and then uh we get to uh most iconic uh portrayal of the character and that's that's that Christopher Reeve. and yeah. i think that makes it uh if i'm not mistaken uh, uh you i think you're the winner here i think superman is a better movie and, well, I, and I, here, I, here's why superman flops batman never ever gets fucking made that's we true. don't ever That's see true. a super. We don't fucking see a superhero movie I, ever. Again. I was gonna raise one last, at least, point of consideration. If you watch either movie, do they both hold up? Right now, like if you watch either movie, I feel like they both hold up, but I do think Batman holds up a little better. Really? But oh, I think a little bit. See, I think there's Superman the camp does. to the Superman that's really. They both have such great lines, though. I, I, yeah. I think so, no, you know, both I think, of them have. I think because of uh, of Tim Burton's artistic. It's funny how it, we've argued for each other. Yes, I think it's ridiculous, and I'm just not going to allow you to not win here. Uh, okay. I, I think I here's why I think that Superman holds up to it is because it doesn't experiment as much because it isn't so far into a cartoonish look. It holds up better. That's my take on it. Yeah, it's older and it's a little more corny, but so the fuck is Superman, bro? Superman is fucking corny. This is a guy mm. who has a cousin who has a flying horse. It's a fucking corny ass thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look at every Silver Age fucking comic book where Superman does some weird whacked out shit to play a prank on one of his pals. Fucking Superman's corny. I don't so know. Bat that Batman shit. does have Condiment King as one of his villains. Well, yeah, but that's fucking scary. And I don't care yeah. who, who says it. So uh, you win, man, uh, despite your fucking arguing against it. Or maybe against I win. Against myself. Maybe I win because I'm the one who's really the proponent of Superman. Uh, I win. Anyway, somebody wins here. Superman wins. And uh, you get uh, to, uh, because you're the Superman fan, you get to say uh, our parting thing. Uh, we've been saying this uh, since uh, episode one back in uh, 1933. Um, action, action comics podcast. And it was uh, very exciting. Our, our final say goodbye. Here it is. Our last thing. 
Do you know, Otis, why the number 200 is so vitally descriptive to both you and me? It's your weight and my IQ. Wow, Otis was thin. I am 